And yes, I had a haircut at five o'clock on a Sunday. See me. Who was open? It's not. It's a... come round and visit you. No, this so is on. A... This is on. I'm telling yeah, you now. During a um, during COVID, the guy, like a guy who works in one of the the barbers in Chippenham, basically set up on his, on his own in Swindon, down the down the King Road. Um, <laughs> he set up on his own, and he's like converted his garage into a like a little one seat barber. Nice. And you just message him on Facebook and say, when are you free? And he said, oh, can you pop around at like five o'clock on Sunday? Yeah. And and he hands you a bag of wheat and you go, oh, no, no, the other thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice. He's got like, he goes out there and he's got like Sky Sports up in the TV. It's like a proper little seat. It's lovely. It's really nice. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That that I can get with. <laughs> I actually... <laughs> supporting, lo- supporting local business. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 9A King Road. It was, it was much funnier when it was your auntie. <laughs> Welcome. This is the Long Snapper podcast. It is divisional round week and we have got some games to talk about, some games to look forward to, a quiz to do, some arguing to do. You know the score. I'm Adam. Mark's with me. Hi, Mark. Hello. Craig's here. Hi, Craig. Hey, mate. Rich as well. Rich, right. how are you? All right. And Good, mate. last and definitely the most, it's Pat. Hi, Pat. Hello there. How's it going? Yeah, good, good. Um, a quite lacklustre, super wildcard weekend, um, but we'll come to that. Um, I'm sure the divisional round games will be much better on the whole. I thought it was brilliant, mate, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, listeners, we'll get to that too. Um, <laughs> probably. Yeah, a couple of us are, are going to be unbearable. There's no getting around that, um, but we'll try and keep that to a minimum. But obviously, we will start with a quiz, and this is going to test your playoff knowledge. It's a quiz where, pay attention, Craig, it's a quiz where to win, you have to score fewer points than anybody else. Um, And by doing so, essentially, you've got to pick losers or teams that haven't made the playoffs that often in the last 20 years. So... 2002 onwards, which is when the NFL expanded to 32 teams, um, that would be the last 20 years. Um, you're going to name teams in turn, and the number of points you score will be the number of times they have made the playoffs in that time. We will go in alphabetical order of your first names. That would be Craig, Mark, Pat, and Rich for anybody who doesn't know the alphabet. And then, Craig, we will snake. Way. Way. Yeah, we uh, have bollocks. <laughs> Not this week. Typical. So typical. Adam, mate. I know I know your fucking game, son. <laughs> <laughs> I see no changes. My privilege. That's my game. Um, so yeah, you're gonna have four you're gonna name four teams each, and that will cover half the league. Nice bit of symmetry. Um, Craig, you will go first and last. And so, in the middle. So we are picking teams with the fewest playoff appearances. Yeah, I mean you could pick any team you like, but the fewer <laughs> playoff appearances they they've they've had, the fewer points you'll score, the more likely you are to win. Two thousand and two. Two thousand two to the present day. Good. All right. Uh. uh oh, oh, one of two. Um, I'm gonna go. Washington. 
Washington gets you five points. That seems like a lot. <laughs> sounds like it's more than you were expecting. Um, there you go. Mark, you're up next. So just to be clear, I'm go- I need to tell you teams that I don't think have made the playoffs very often, right? So, correct. Okay, Jets. We had a little run, too far, but let's see. Um, Jets score you five as well. You're level with crazy. Wow. There you go. Uh, Pat. I'm going to go for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I cannot believe they've got this far down. <laughs> I, I thought you might. That scores you three points. Well yeah, suck it. Rich, you get two goes. I am surprised no one's gone for the Lions yet. Uh, that, that will get you three points as well. And I think I'm also going to go for my Niners. Um, six appearances for the Niners in that time. Okay. And back to Pat. Well, I'm going to stay in the AFC South and get the Texans. Okay, the Texans also get you six. So you are level with Rich on nine points. Mark? Uh, well, they obviously have very recently, but before that, there can't be many. So I will go with the Browns. Yeah, the Browns have been in the playoffs twice in that time. Um, one of which was in 2002. So that says how much success they've had in 20 years. And then I guess the last one must be 2020, right? Uh, yeah. Wow. Indeed. Ah. Go. Uh, back, back to you, Craig. Um, they can't have been in more than three times since then. Pa- Panthers? Panthers. Uh, Panthers. I've got seven appearances. Woo! So, halfway stage, Craig, you've got 12 marked on seven. Pat and Rich both on nine. Um, you need a good answer here, Craig. It's going to get obviously harder the further we get. But um, they would have done it a few times under Lewis. They've done it under Joe Burrow. Other than that, that's, so that's three. And the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. Eight for the Bengals. Wow. Fuck, man. <laughs> I think Andy Andy Dalton made the playoffs like five times in a row or something and just no wins. every single time yeah yeah, yeah just there no wins that's, that's, that's me done fair enough uh, no, I wouldn't bet on that um, necessarily here Mark you're next ah oh, you penis <laughs> well, he is, right? seems harsh <laughs> seems unfair seems <laughs> fair to me oh god's sake um, I am going to go with the I've... oh god no, I'd say I'd suggest you go with whatever team pops into Craig's head just then. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two in, in my head. Um, and I... I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, that gets you two. Wow. Great shout. Uh, Pat, it's back to you. I'm going for the Cardinals. The uh, Cardinals have five appearances in 20 years. Yeah, I think you're still in it. Rich, you get to go twice again. I think I have to go with the Raiders because I can't quite remember when they when they were good last, but I'm pretty sure it's the late 90s. That's who I, that was the other team I was thinking of, the Raiders. Raiders gets you three. Um, so, 
Yeah, you're on 12, um, and you've got your final go. Oh, Craig's got a beer, lucky man. Um, yeah, so I'm torn between two here, um, but I think I'm going to have to go with the Titans. Titans uh, have made the playoffs eight times in those 20 years. Um, you have scored 20 points with your four guesses. It's back to Pat. Yeah, the door's not a door, it's a jar. I'm going to go Buccaneers. It's a good shout. Five for them. You are on 19. Sneaking in ahead of Rich. Um, Mark, if you can... Well, <laughs> it gets tricky. <laughs> um, so, I... Obviously, obviously, there's a, a bit of recency bias in this, so they've done well in the last th- four or five years, but we all know that there's a huge gap before that, so I'm going to say Buffalo. I can't believe it took you so long. Four appearances in 20 years for the Bills. <laughs> that was um, my other choice. Less than the Jackie was incredible. Uh, well, four is more than three, so <laughs> it's not less than the, the Jackie. <laughs> Uh, but other, other than that, well, Maths well. is winning. <laughs> uh, Craig, give us your final answer. Well, it doesn't matter, does it? Well, <laughs> Make him answer anyway. Yeah. Uh, pick the pats just to spite Adam <laughs> and his stupid quiz. Hmm. <laughs> um, you can't do it, though. You can't do it, even though it doesn't matter. You can't just. You don't want to know how many times they've been in the playoffs. No, well, well, I know, basically. <laughs> um, who's been in the playoffs? If you can, I'll tell you what, if you can give me the exact no, number no. of times the Pats have been in the playoffs, I'm going to take 10 points off your score. All right. <laughs> this will give, add some controversy to so, what year? 2002 to now, so that's literally... So is that 20 seasons or 19 seasons? 20 seasons. I think they've been to the playoffs 19 times. Uh, uh, 17, bad luck. Um, <laughs> now, give, now give us your pointless answer. Uh, is there a pointless answer? There's not a pointless answer. <laughs> no, I mean in the uh, other sense jo- of that. Uh, I was... Oh... I'm stuck, I, I, and I don't care, so... <laughs> just, just name uh, one of the other 17 teams then. Giants. The Giants, okay, the Giants got seven. That gets you 27. Rich got 20, Pat on 19, but as you've already realised, Mark gets some music with his 13 points. Well done, Mark. Who was the lowest at the end? Also, lo- two, weeks, uh, two weeks in a row, I've been screwed by order. Just saying. <laughs> There seems to be a pattern in the <laughs> Um Who was the lowest answer? The lowest one left, I reckon. I've not got this in order. Possibly the Bears on five. Uh, there are the the Rams have only got six. Oh. Um, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's probably it. I think. Yeah. There you go. You did. You got all the got all the uh, low scores, I think. So, well done, everyone. Yeah, the Pats. The Pats have missed the playoffs three times in that in this in that twenty years. And well done to the Dolphins for being just fucking awful for twenty years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
they won their division the year that Brady did his ACL. And uh, so, yeah, somehow, I'm guessing that was Chad Pennington, but I'd, I'd have to look that up. I don't know. Was that maybe when they had when they had him? I might be. I could. I have no idea. Who cares? It's the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> um, they aren't in the playoffs. Uh, only eight teams still are. We're we're going to talk about that. And let's start with the AFC. Rich, you'll have to wait. Uh, Mark, you'll have to wait a little bit. We'll start with the first <laughs> game and the Raiders going into Cincinnati, not quite getting it done. Um, only lost by a touchdown, but I didn't. Technically, they were in it till the very end, but I didn't really feel like they were they were quite going to get there. Um, fair result for the the Bengals to proceed. Do you think? Yeah, this feels like this felt like a game that the Bengals could have stepped up another three gears if they'd needed to. They never really looked uncomfortable at any point, even with the Raiders getting close-ish late on. I just, I, it just. It's one of those games where you just hoped for a little bit more, and it's almost, it's almost one of those where it's like, if, if only this was the Chargers, if only the Chargers had, had got into this one, this could have been. I mean, it might have been the same result in the end, but it would have been a lot more of an exciting game because this wasn't the most interesting. Yeah, they got out to a fourteen-point lead in the first half, and then I don't know whether they eased off the pedal a little bit or whether it was more like conservative, eat the clock, take the points, um, allowed the Raiders to come back a little bit but the better side won the side we expected to win won and uh, yeah the Bengals march on and they looked pretty convincing as well you know there were some teams staggered through this round but they went through looking like a dangerous outfit I think what did anyone make of the of Whistlegate um, <laughs> one of the I, I, one I, of the I, Bengals touchdowns yeah I mean to me it was it was it was a really obvious like you could hear it in in live action and uh, whilst they didn't seem to like question it too much i think it definitely must have had some kind of impact on on the dbs because the one closest to him was stood around watching uh, they, they, i i i disagree with that I, they would be whether whether he would have got there whether he would have got to it anyway and there's you know by law the touchdown shouldn't have counted yeah 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 shouldn't no, have counted that's, that's, and when and when true. you win by, and when you win by seven points you can't say it doesn't have an impact, and whether whether it should have done or not is kind of like is an, is another argument altogether. But the referees fucked it up. Yeah. It, it's awful, awful officiating. Yeah. However, I think if there wasn't any awful officiating, the touchdown would have stood because they wouldn't have blown the whistle. So in this case, two wrongs make a right, Lisa. Um, <laughs> Jerome Boger. Um, he has been excluded from him and his crew. I shouldn't blame just him. Um, there are other incompetent officials there too, but they're not going to be officiating another playoff game. Craig, you keep trying to talk on mute. Or maybe you're just mouthing obscenities. I don't know. <laughs> I, I still don't I, fully understand why they mix up the crews as you go into the playoffs. It's like you've worked with these people for four months mm. of the year and then all of a sudden... They like they change it all up just for the sake of um because it's in the playoffs. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, that's that's an issue. Agreed. I'm I'm muting myself because I had to lay the smack down. My son has apparently lost his PE kit. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad news. Fuck's sake, how uh, are you going to pay for that, mate? How do you lose an entire PE kit? Tell him again. God knows. 
<laughs> this is after today, smashing a glass and throwing his dinner all over the floor. <laughs> He's had a good day. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm looking at you, thinking you're trying to say something passionate about the Bengals Raiders game. Um, not realizing you're on mute, but actually you're getting cross at something else entirely. Kicking ass. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, for me, the thing that I agree with you, Adam. I think that, that it was dreadful officiating, no doubt about it. And I actually think that the any, I don't think it impacted the play. Yes, by rule of law, it shouldn't have counted. But I would have hated to see that. For me, the head coach has got to be berating. I'm not coming off the field. I'll be honest. I am not coming off. The field. I'm making it seem like that is the biggest, worst call ever in time. That's who I'm. If there's anyone who has to try and salvage something from that poor officiating, that little sequence, which wrapped up really quickly, right? It seemed to happen. Yeah, it was just like they didn't seem to give it to him. On. Didn't make any difference. Didn't make any difference to him. Head coach. Coach got to be immediately in there immediately that is where you could have made a difference that's where you can add some value and if any if, if there's a failing of anyone there obviously accepted terrible terrible officiating it's the head coach i, I do mean, think it, it, sorry Adam. yeah I, I mean i, I just I, I don't think it affected the way the game was going um if, if i'm honest um ignoring all of that officiating stuff um, they could have scored a touchdown from the next play Quite easily, um, or certainly on that drive, um, yeah, it, it wasn't like it was. I don't. It wasn't a third or fourth down, was it? It was you know, first or second down. So you just, you just felt. Um, and even if they didn't, they, they might have got it somewhere else. As Pat said, um, they had a, a comfortable lead and maybe took their foot off the gas a bit. Um, it just felt comfortable. Yeah. Well, this apart from anything, this was a broken play. This has come about because Burrow has scrambled and made an absolutely incredible play to find a wide receiver open in the end zone. If you replay this down, potentially they call a different call, run the ball and go straight into the end zone with Mixon anyway. It it's it feels harsh on the Raiders purely because it's such a bizarre situation rather than because they might have won the game otherwise. I think this play in part only really can happen because of the way the officiating's changed in the last decade or so. So, you know, if he was doing this in the early 90s, he'd have been laid out across the sideline. But yeah. <laughs> you get roughness penalties for doing that sort of hit now. So defenders hold off a little bit and it allows these sorts of completions to take place. And at the time I heard the whistle and thought, well, this isn't going to stand. But then when you watch the replay back, the whistle occurs very shortly before the catch. And I think the guy had already pretty much got clear. It was almost too close to the catch for the defender to have changed what he was doing as a result of it. I think he was beaten anyway. So I'm kind of in Adam's camp on this, I think, that yes, it happened. Yes, to the letter of the law, it should have been disallowed, but I don't think it affected the completion of the play on this occasion. So, And on the whole, the Bengals were by far the better team, like all around, at every phase of the game. They looked more threatening. They had the better players. Um yeah, it was it was it was the right result, and so it was in, yeah. in a way it's good that this this play didn't impact anything too much. Yeah, hopefully Chris Westling is looking down, chuckling to himself for all of this <laughs> as the, as the Bengals get their first playoff win since beating the Houston Oilers in the early nineties. That's how far. That's how long ago it's been. Um, yeah, it, it yeah, to, totally agree. I almost wish I'd 
enjoyed this game a little bit more or let myself enjoy it a bit more um, given what came later <laughs> in the weekend. <laughs> um, but, but there we go. The Bengals will face the number one seed Tennessee Titans in the next round. And it's going to present them, I would like to think, going to present them more of a challenge uh, to go into Nashville than the Raiders at home did. Um, but I think they're they're well set up to to cause Tennessee problems. And this, I mean, I'm not a neutral, um, but four <laughs> of you are. So um, tell us why it's going to be a good game for the neutral. We all breathed in and then no one spoke. <laughs> the big worry for the Bengals is the injuries they picked up in that fixture. So they lost some key pass rush elements and some elements that will make their defence weaker against the run down the middle, which, you know, is a strength of Tennessee already. So that plays, I think, into your hands. But their um, wide receiver slash tight end, Uzma, had a good game. That receiving core had a really good session and that sends them into the game against Tennessee on really good form against a secondary that's up and down this season, I think it's fair to say. Joe Mixon was pretty quiet against the Raiders, so, you know, maybe he's coming into the game refreshed, having been fairly sparsely utilised in that game. Yeah, I would agree 100% with that. Mike Daniels is a big loss. His his groin injury in the first quarter and, and didn't return. Ogan Joby, um, foot injury, Hendrickson out as well. That's going Across their defensive line, there were big losses. They ended the game with only two healthy defensive tackles. Um, it, this is the counter side to it is that they've like, like Pat said, they've had a good route. Their offense looked good. And this is almost the counter argument to wanting that first round by you get, you get the rest being the Tennessee Titans, but all of a sudden you've got a team now that's got a bit of momentum because they've won, they've played well offensively um, to go into the game. And I, I think the I think both teams have got a, if they play if both teams play very well I think it's quite an even game um, I, I can't see the Bengals stopping the Titans offense too easily but conversely I can say the same thing for the Titans trying to stop the the Bengals so let's hope it's going to be like forty three forty one I think yeah, that's, that's where point. I'm at it's it's the this could be a fun shootout element of the game. If the Titans go ahead, I think they can control the clock with that running game. But if the Bengals can stay, you know, reasonably on pace with them, this could comfortably be a, a mass, probably the biggest score of the weekend. And let's hope it is for those of us who are neutral. You yeah. see, I I don't think if it's this, if it's a 43-41 level of shootout, I don't think we come out on the right end of it. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong if it goes that way, but I don't think we've got as many points in as potentially as the Burrow Chase show. Um, I don't think it will be that level of shootout because partly the world all year has underestimated the Titans' defence. Um, but also, I think the the other side, um, the Bengals will be able to stop to some extent probably the passing game, but... A 30-30 level of shootout, maybe. Um, but it, I think it comes down to um, what sort of pressure um, the Titans' defensive front can get and, and oops, on Joe Burrow. Um, should be able to keep the run in check. We've been pretty good at that. Um, it's just it's just the that attack through the air that scares me. Um, and maybe we need to create a couple of turnovers to, to tip the balance in this one. I think one of the big things that, 
potentially could come into play here is the experience. The Titans have been in the playoffs a few times now recently. A lot of that core have played in big games. They understand what it's all about. Burrow's going in as second-year quarterback who missed most of his first year. He's been exciting. What's going to be interesting is to see how he handles the pressure. Now, everything I've seen so far suggests he can, but we've seen, you know, young, relatively inexperienced, uh, I'm not going to call him a rookie because he's not, but almost rookie quarterbacks crumble under that in the past in the playoffs. So that would just be interesting to see how that plays. I mean, and he's, he's given, he's shown no signs of crumbling under right. any pressure yet. So we'll see. <clears throat> exactly. Um, what about, this might be a tough one to predict. Um, where are you guys leaning? Tennessee for me, I think. I think they will just have enough offensively. And whilst the Bengals are look very exciting, I think that, especially if Derek Henry's fit and firing, um, I, think, I think the Titans have enough. At home. Yeah, I went Titans as well on the pick. I'm on the basis that although the Raiders, sorry, although the Bengals were the most convincing they've been for maybe a month or so in that game, the pieces they potentially lost outweigh yeah. that for me. And with their Tennessee coming in as fit as they've been in, you know, literally all season pretty much, they're a daunting prospect. And I think they'll have too much for the Bengals. You can say it, Craig. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to get offended. I, I, I don't. The thing is, I, 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 you, I think I've shared my opinions all year. When they play well, they're, they're a really good side. I think you've got players fit. No one, you know, you compete with anyone. I don't think, in the AFC right now, I think the Bengals are the worst team to play. No pressure. Nothing to lose. Way better than they look. I think the issue that Pat um, raises is injuries. What's that D line going to look like? Um, but I'm. I mean, they've got so many studs on offense, and Joe Burrow is far from any concern for me. I'm not worried about him freezing. You know, you say he's a second year quarterback. He's 25 years old. This boy's played football all his life. Like, okay, two years in the NFL, but literally bred to play in the NFL. Like, he's going to be... I'm mm. high, high, super high on Joe Burrow. And I just think it's the worst time to play the Bengals. Zero pressure. You've already won the playoff game. Love that. Everything else is a bonus. Loads of young, excited players with nothing to fear and nothing to lose. Mm -mm. You've got players like Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Tannehill. This is so important. So the pressure is, I think, very, very weighted in favour of the Titans. So I, I think, you know, on stats, on paper, it's a pick em, toss a coin, maybe 54, 46 or whatever. But that's very exact. Thank you. But yeah, um, good. But, um, I trust that more than I trust win percentages. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think I wouldn't want to play the Bengals. All right, Rich, where, where are you out to wrap this up? I, I genuinely... I... It's so hard to call because I'm with Craig on the the argument of there's just going to be a lot of excitement. There's not as much pressure there. Titans have got a rest. They've got a lot of players coming back. I think Derek, Derek Henry coming back is just such a massive boost to that locker room generally, just to see him out there dressed. Um, as long as he's fit. As long as he's fit. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
I'm gonna. I mean, I, I think I think he will. I think you'll still see a lot of Foreman. Right. Who yeah. Might yeah. Be, so, who so might be how the game's going to how yeah. much of Henry you see. Um, I'm fine with that. Is he's you know we've shown we've shown that he can be yeah. he can be effective too. And that that perhaps takes the pressure off Henry a bit. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be a dickhead and go Bengals and make you call it. All right, well, there you go, Titans. Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was as confident as I sound. <laughs> one quick fun fact about, about these two teams. Um, they both to- both lost to the Jets this year. There That's you go. what I'm saying. <laughs> so, when saying. The, when, so when the Titans or the Bengals were the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, time, to, uh, time to go to Buffalo, Mark. Um, home of the flying dildo <laughs> and a 47-17 win against the Patriots oh. and frankly that flattered the Patriots <laughs> um, yeah I, I don't think it's it's hyperbole to say that this was one of the most dominant performances in the history of the NFL <laughs> I mean the Pats the first, literally what, 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 Craig, we scored a touchdown on every time they yeah, had yeah, yeah, no, we, no. we, t- we scored a touchdown every single time we touched the oh, ball. Fuck off, Mark. With the, it's, the first, it's the first game ever that a team has gone the entire game without punting, turning the ball over, kicking a field goal. We didn't at any point go to a fourth down. Um, we bottled it when we kneeled uh, at the end of the game, obviously. We should, <laughs> we should have gone for the 50. We really should have gone for the 50. That's what Belichick would have done. Yeah, we're the first team in playoff history since in the Super Bowl era to score five touchdowns on our first five drives. We scored seven. On your um, first five drives? We, I mean, we scored impressive. seven in our first seven. Um, and this was against the defence that was ranked second in the NFL. You can't tell me that this isn't one of the most dominant performances that there has ever been in the game. I've never seen a Bills team play better than this ever. All right, so moving on to um, the next game. (laughs) The grin smirk on Mark's face right now. It was... Considering the play, you didn't score no touchdowns. It was... was, (laughs) For someone who has lived through, you know, those all those years of it being shit, um, this... this, You mean four playoff appearances in 20 years? Exactly that, that. yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I almost don't care what happens now. We could go and lose to the Chiefs and I, I'd sort of be all right with it because you, you can never take this game away from me. It was that <laughs> much fun to, to absolutely pound on the Patriots. And it was the Patriots as well. And oh, it, was, it was wonderful. I think that the Micah Hyde interception is a massive, massive turning point in the game. Um, they they're driving down their their first possession after we scored a touchdown because all we did was score touchdowns. Um, but at, when they get the ball, look like they're going to equalise um, right off the bat, and it's going to be one of those ding dong shootout games. We get the interception. We then go and score. It's fourteen nil, and in all honesty, the game was done. And right, that that t- that interception. It looked like a touchdown for about seventy five percent of the throw. Ninety five came out of nowhere. And just, and, and, well, he, it was amazing. And even when he got the ball, I still thought the receiver had the ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it was it was unbelievable. And yeah, it was. Um, I, I'm I'm grateful that I I got that, and it's taken away a lot of years of pain. It was it was just incredible. There were several very one sided games this weekend, and. 
at least this one was really fun. And it's not just because the Patriots getting beaten all over. I did enjoy that. It was that is, it, is it, though? Yeah. <laughs> the team that were winning were looking really good in pretty much all departments. Like, we saw um, Tampa and the Chiefs win by quite comfortable margins, but they weren't convincing throughout, and they weren't convincing in all departments, with the exception of your extra point kicking. It was pretty flawless. Yeah, that, that's got to be a yeah. concern, Mark. And bizarrely, Tyler Bass has been one of the most consistent kickers of the league this year. We obviously haven't given him enough practice. Um, <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> fishy's going on. Yeah, clearly. But it, what's good? What's good at the minute is the fact that the defense is playing is playing outstanding. Um, and like, I, I go back to the fact that that we did this offensively. You know, the team we're playing are no mugs. This is a really, really good defense. And Josh Allen. Threw more touchdowns than he had incompletions. Um, we found a running game as if from nowhere. Devin Singletary all of a sudden looks like a running back, and our offensive line is finding holes for him. He had 81 yards, um, averaging 5.1 yards a carry, which is by far his best. Two touchdowns. He's looked really good recently. Um, the receivers came to play. Allen looks like he's running for fun again. It's yeah, it's just it's it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, it was just it was it was it was nice to watch. So, generally, I quite like Tottenham Hotspur. I like Spurs. I like the ethos, history, even though they've never won fuck all. And are we are we on are we on any other business? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tottenham and, currently losing to Leicester yeah, as we speak. I, I don't know what United score is. Um, but <laughs> we just um, scored actually, Craig. Boom! Who scored? Elanga. Nobody oh, nice. cares. Get yeah, on with um, it. Well, some of us care. Um, so, uh, and uh, my best friend's a Spurs fan, and it makes it impossible to enjoy Spurs. And <laughs> everything about this game, I would have loved. Everything about this game, I could have loved. And I cannot, even watching it, I was like, fuck, so he said it. He had more completions than insertions. I knew that was coming. More touchdowns than in, more touchdowns than I knew that was coming. It's so far. I just it makes it hard. See <laughs> now, Pat. If Pat support the Bills, I would be all over this. I'd be all over <laughs> this. But it's making. Do you know it what, Craig? Really... It's, you know what, Craig? It's like if 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 beating the Patriots by this score was ninety nine out of hundred, it pissing you off really just tips it up to that hundred out of hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm absolutely fine with it. Um, more more dildos than points left on the field by Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think that's that, become a thing that, against the Patriots. I mean, there's always someone who's got a dildo that they chuck it on whenever they score a touchdown. Yeah. It was it always used to be aimed at Brady, but I'll I'll take it whoever it is that's wearing that uniform. My yeah, favourite thing is my favourite thing is people on Twitter going, "How do you sneak a dildo into a stadium?" It's like, if you don't know, you probably don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, the dildo gets through the metal scanners, surely. Like it doesn't. Yeah. They don't contain well, metal. Just go in your trousers where a cock would be. Um, also, 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 I suspect that Bill Security are like, "Yeah, go ahead, man. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, have, it. have at it." I mean, they've, um, they've they've all got a table under each arm as well. <laughs> But I do think I think the most important thing about that game, uh, and you know, Josh Allen played really well. Um, it, uh, uh, people are hyping about it. I don't think it's anything new, right? Two years ago, we thought this about Josh Allen, and he's had ups and downs. And this was what you get when you get the best Josh Allen. So I don't think it's anything new. I think the big deal, the massive game changer for 
the Buffalo Bills over the next two, three years, if it's real, is that run game. Because you couldn't run the ball. And Josh Allen running the ball is such a threat. And that's what opened it up. And he was running. I mean, he always runs the ball. But there was a real positivity, a real clear uh, focus on the game band to allow him to run the ball to open up those running back lanes. He averaged 11 yards a carry. Yeah. Ridiculous. But the, but the, so the concern is, you know, for, despite, you know, if he wants to do it in the playoffs, fine, three games, have at it. But you can't have Josh Allen run the ball like that every week, right? So, well, he only, I, ran, he only ran six times. Singletary did. Singletary got some success in this game. And six, Singletary 16, Singletary. 16 carries. But a lot of that, as Craig said, a lot of that is because it's you've, who do you stop? You've and got to account for Josh Allen, absolutely, especially yeah. when he's playing in that type of mood. The, and the threat of him being able to run yeah. is a massive thing. And like he, he, he almost at the start of the season, he wasn't running as much as he is now. Um, you'll see a lot more designed runs for him, especially in like um, in third and fourth down situations. And he just he gets so many yards when he does run. But, so can, just... but can he do that? So I do liken Josh Allen to Cam Newton. I yeah. think that. Cam in his heyday, this is what Cam we'd hoped could be, right? In terms of uh, particularly around that accuracy. They both have cannons of an arm. But can you afford, because he's not he's not Lamar, he's not he's fast for a big guy, but he's not quick he's not, no, no, no. Yeah, not going to be able to evade hits. No, he's, so, not, he's not elusive. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens when People start keying on him, and the aim isn't necessary to stop him. You accept he's going to get a 10-yarder, a 15-yarder. The aim is light his ass up. Well, hmm. I think I think teams have tried to do that already. He's just like... Can't get close he, to he, him. He's too good. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's too good to get yeah. away from. Like He knows when to... Uh, the, the, the thing about it, he almost likes getting hit, I think. There's something like about him. He, he's not a slider. He will, like try and like he'll hit people himself he's a, he's a big guy so he'll like he'll lean into he'll lean his shoulder in and get an extra two or three yards just because he'll take a defender with him and he almost he seems to love it but he's yeah no I, I i agree with you and i think teams will adjust but people have known this about josh allen for a couple of seasons now and they haven't been able to stop it yet um the, one of the things that makes me most happy about this all is that i remember and we watched it the, the Houston playoff game a couple of years ago where he was like a rabbit in the headlights. He was throwing weird rugby passes. And he, when that went to overtime... Yeah, but fired. we... we I mean, I was quite critical about Josh yeah, Allen yeah. his first year or two in the league. Yeah. I didn't... You didn't, and me both. didn't think he and, could throw the football, quite frankly. And, and the, I thought his legs were all he had. and But the, he's proved me wrong completely. The, the, and he's been, by improving in that time, not by yeah. my opinion changing. And it's, I just think that, he's got... It's that's not the that thing. And even that... Off, off, the, off, off the back of what was a good performance um, that season, he still got into the playoffs and still sort of froze in that Houston in that Houston game. The evolution from him there to him now—it's like they're not the same player, mm. and it's it, you wonder how far he can go on on this progression. Where does it, you know what's his ceiling? I don't know, but it's um, it's fucking brilliant. I'm just so, I'm so pleased that can yeah. I just, just I think I don't like the the and you know this is one game you know uh two quick takes or whatever it is i i i don't like that at this point in his career running 
emerging because I I I, I don't. You, you've said he always he has always run. We know that he can run, but I don't think you utilize it every week, and we don't see him being successful um, using his legs every week. And so, any idea that that becomes a feature of your longer term game plan, I think is going to impact Josh Allen. I think he I I I, I think it's absolutely imperative that Singletary. I think they need a running back. I think they need a running game. That, that you, yeah, you know, I, I agree. I don't think Singletary is the answer. If yeah. you put like prime Shady McCoy in this team, oh, you um, and, and it's well, just get a back. There's loads of backs coming this year. They're, well, just yeah. go and get a back. I just, yeah. I or, or trade for a back. Like we've seen that you can. Unfortunately, the shelf life of a back is two years, three years. Go trade for a back. He, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even hate a team trading every three years for a back just to make sure that they've got someone there. They have, like, just, they have used him rushing, like, like I said, a lot more sparingly this year than they have before. And whether that's so that they can do it more in the playoffs when he's fresher, or whether it's because it's a little bit different, um, then I, I don't know. But I, I absolutely don't mind the design runs, especially when it's like kind of less than ten in a game. I'm fine with that, um, and. It, like, like we said, it's the threat of you have to keep him running so that the threat of him running remains a thing. All right. Yeah. This, this is, I mean, we have spoke about Josh Allen long enough that I don't think no, we're we going to have time. We have Let's keep going. Let's keep going. We're going to have time to debate Matt Stafford um, <laughs> this week. Let's just talk about Josh Allen. Let's forget the NFC. <laughs> the Bills are going to go on to face the Chiefs in the divisional round. The Chiefs having had, I mean, they they beat the Steelers forty two twenty one. And a game that started close and the Steelers' defence for a while were keeping Kansas City in check. They got a turnover. Um, they, um, TJ Watt had that strip sack and he, he recovered it, scored a touchdown. Uh, was it a strip sack? No, oh. just a scoop. No, it was a scoop and score. Okay. Um, I really wasn't paying attention. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they, they looked for about a quarter of the game like they were hanging with them but as soon as as soon as that Chiefs offense got going they were out of sight in the blink of an eye and that was that and it, it, it ended up being the watch I think we thought it would all we all thought it would be um, and uh, it sounds like Tottenham are 3-2 up having been 2-1 down about two seconds ago a bit distracted Rich take it away <laughs> I, I think this is almost the perfect situation for the Chiefs they have tended to come out cold in the playoffs at times we've seen it happen maybe a few times over the years. I'm thinking particularly about the Texans game and the Steelers were the perfect team to have that happen. You know, you, you've got, what is it? A bunch of punts. So three punts and an interception in your first four drives and all that the Steelers could do was just punt it back to them. And that is ideal when you are, you know, you're just, you're having that slight early wobble against the team that they have done in the playoffs on a number of times. I think this is a nice warm-up game for them to get themselves sorted and get ready for the Bills next week. It, they never looked in trouble. They never looked like they were going to have any problems. And there's, only, there's only so many times you can pump the ball to the Chiefs in a game and, right. and stay with, stay in it. Yeah. yeah. What you yeah. should do is do what the Bills do and not, not bother punting. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go back to that game. But one thing, the reason that the Bills didn't score fifty or sixty was they strung long drives together. Something the Steelers couldn't get close to doing. Um, they if, could if barely ever, get if, the first down. If ever there was an advert for a team that's seventh seed shouldn't make the playoffs, were they seventh seed? They yeah. were. Um, 
Yeah, this 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 was it. This was not a good <laughs> offensive team. Um, they, I mean, they've, they've snuck in at the expense of the Colts or the Chargers. And yeah, either of those teams would have given the Chiefs a much better game than this. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not so sure. I think that don't get me wrong. Like the Steelers were ass, certainly from. <laughs> Second, to, like second in-depth insights there. Um, <laughs> but but I think that um, you know the Steelers did look like they were uh, once they were able to say that JJ Watt, um, TJ Watt, and Derek Watt had impact plays. It's almost like they'd achieved their goal. Um, like I was saying last week, it was kind of like, what way does it go? Do you? play like you've got nothing to lose and the pressure's too much for the other team or are you just happy to be there happy to share the moment and uh you know get out of there without getting hurt i guess i it was a shame because i did for the first quarter i truly thought it could be it could be um competitive but They've just got nothing on offense. Nothing on that, offense. That's the, that's the issue. No, they, they do have stuff on offense. They just don't have a quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. No, ben. it, it yeah, wasn't yeah. just Ben. There was, it was, there was Clay, several important Jay, drops when he did Clay most Paul, of the balls. Claypool just chucking the ball on the floor. Well, yeah, it, down. It, it, it doesn't help. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree with you. The big issue is clearly the quarterback. Other players didn't step up. We didn't yeah. see a great game from Claypool. We didn't see... Juju, um, Deontay Johnson dropping the ball as well, um, and you know Najee Harris. Harris can't do it on his own. So the, the it, Steelers are going to finally get a chance to to move on now, um, which is what they need. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's like on the opposite, but I'm excited about that. You, you plug someone like Russell Wilson in there, and I think that that's a very different side next year. Oh, uh, well, you plug someone like. Uh, Matt Castle in there, and it's probably a very different side. <laughs> so exactly. So imagine what a good quarterback can do. <laughs> I'm not sure how they cure 12 carries to 29 yards for your running back one, but uh, we'll see. No, he, uh, he was. He was. But again, I think that's an outlier. They, 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 the, the problem they is when that's your only. That's your only option. They just yeah. stack the box. Yeah, when well, that's your only offensive option, it's easy to defend against, isn't it? And their best, their best player is their best players on defense. Najee Harris had a nightmare. It's nothing worse. It's nothing worse as a running back. My first two years playing American football, I played running back. Didn't understand the game and didn't realize how much my production was predicated on other people doing their job well. And if all you're going to do is have one man extra in the box every time, and of that, 60 percent of the time. Our offensive lines getting beat. You've got no chance of the running back. Poor Najee couldn't do a thing about it. Yeah, that wasn't a criticism of Harris. That was a criticism of the overall offense. But yeah. you change the quarterback, that doesn't help your running game get better magically. Well, well if you've got a, if you've got a better play. passing game, it will because defenses will. Uh, will but they can't just it. defend. They can't just defend. Can't the just bring the safety down and play one single high. You have to respect the deep ball. By the fourth, they couldn't give a shit about the pass. Not even the fourth, by the third. Claypool's a good receiver. He's got yeah. great speed. But you keep throwing the ball on the floor and we're going to put you one-on-one and make you beat us. And you can't. Especially with Ben. It's, so, it's such a sh- Ben is a big man. He throws like a girl. And that's <laughs> gendered, so I should think of another word. But you know what I'm saying. I can't throw for toffee. <laughs> like that's, offensive to, that's offensive to sweets. 
All right, KC are going to play, play Buffalo in Arrowhead. Can't wait for this game. Sunday night, isn't it, I think? And... Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Why would it be any other slot other than the Bills <laughs> fucking at, like, midnight on Sunday? Sticking them on prime time with, um, I assume it's Alan, Chris. I, don't, I haven't even checked. Maybe. Yes. No, it'll be, no, you'll have Jim and Tony, actually. That, anyway, you've, uh, who's, who's winning that one? This, is, this could be even more difficult. I think this is going to be a hell of a game. Um, I really do. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously going to predict the Bills because I want them to win. But you saw what that that Chiefs offense did in like a, a six minute spell either side of half time, where it was incredible to watch. Yeah, five um, touchdowns in ten minutes is no yeah, joke. It, it's unbe- unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, but you know, they punted the ball a few times, so that clearly makes them the worst team. Um, I don't know. I I, th- I think I I think our defense, like statistically and on the eye test at the minute, that our defense is better than theirs, even though their D is is vastly improved. Well, I'll tell um, you who's de- I'll tell you whose defense is better than the Chiefs, and that's the Patriots. And look what you did to them. It, well, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm I see Buffalo going into Arrowhead and winning. A bit law of averages says they won't play that well again, but I, yeah. I still think I still think they can get it done. Rich, I think the one of the key things here is going to be, can the Bills get off to a fast start? Because if the Chiefs have a bit of a slow one again and the and the, the Bills can get up on them, it won't matter that they can score five touchdowns in 10 minutes because the Bills have got the offense to keep pace. Yeah, But also um, they won't give them that many possessions in that short space of time right. like the Steelers did. Yeah, I, I genuinely think that of all the matchups, I mean, and there are, you look at the AFC, there's no bad team left. All four of those teams could go on and win the Super Bowl. They're all really, really high quality now. I think the Bills will probably be the one that the Chiefs want to face the least. It's going to be interesting because we obviously played them in the regular season in Arrowhead and we had their number because of the defensive scheme in that game. Two high safeties and bullied Kelsey out of the match. And I think we could try to do that again, but it was quite evident in this game that the one thing we left open the whole time in that match was kind of the short check down pass that they never played because they didn't have the option to do it. In Jarrett McKinnon, um, they they played that an awful lot in this game and he was very, very effective. And I was happy for him in a way because he's had so many injuries. It was quite nice that he that he came good. That could be a problem that Buffalo have to scheme against because they can't go into this game in the same way that we approached it in the regular season. Because if McKinnon could torture us, he they will they will keep going there. Pat, how do you see this one? Uh, I'm more convinced by the Bills than the Chiefs from what I've seen recently, so I think the Bills will take it. Yes, boys, come on. Think, Craig, are you in agreement as well? This might no, he's be... definitely he's definitely picking the Chiefs. I'm not, he'll want the Chiefs to win. That's, yeah. But that wasn't the question. No, I, I, I do think it's a toss-up. I think you're giving. I think everyone's been a little bit. I don't get me wrong. Bills playing really well, but I think being a bit, um, a bit harsh on the Chiefs. We've got a bit of recency bias, and we forget how brilliant they can be. That defense always gets it together at playoff time, and we've seen Bills have deficiencies. I, I still think it's very, very difficult. Despite how good the Bills' defense is, I think it's very, very difficult to keep Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey quiet for four quarters and when you chuck in people like Hardman and others Imagine being a team that held the Chiefs to three points this season (laughs) (laughs) Adam, listen mate, you're on thin ice because I quite like the Titans 
Point taken. <laughs> it's honestly, it's more fun if you're getting wound up, Adam. Keep going. <laughs> um, I, it's it's weird. I actually kind of had the opposite feeling to Craig towards you and the Bills, Mark, in a in a funny way. Maybe it's just the Pats hate eclipsed everything, but <laughs> yeah, this, it was it was, about it was, a... it was a really really fun game to watch that, and it's what you need. I love the fact that you like knocked it on the head at halftime with your message. Just don't fuck it up, because <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> But I didn't think you would. It's it's much easier than neutral to believe that a game's done. But it it was just such a beating. It was, was it was odd because there was like Bill's Twitter was all at half time when it's twenty seven three. Everyone's like, oh, you know, they were twenty eight three down to the the Falcons and they came back. And I was like, yeah, that was Tom Brady though. It's a little bit of a different team. Um, and it, Buff, it just, Buffalo were a little bit of a different uh, team uh, to Matt, like, Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was. Listen, we're not talking about the Bills again. Yeah, come on, <laughs> we need to switch. We need to switch <laughs> conferences. We are going to do what we do frequently go, and go Bills. give give <laughs> give at the AFC and the Lions share. But um, there is another conference. Um, we're not talking about the Lions. <laughs> um, oh, this I barely want to talk about this game. Um, the first game in the NFC, Philly in Tampa. This was worse. This was the worst of the lot for me. Just absolute stinker. And anything to add? <laughs> well, Mark said arguments for getting rid of the seventh seed and going back to six. Yeah, it's a pretty good one as well. This yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this was exactly dull. That. This was just exactly. a bad. This was just a bad team in the playoffs. Yep. It was two um, bad teams in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, were they? Were they the seventh seed? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, they were. Yeah, yeah. They were nine, yeah. nine and eight, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, yeah, Tampa, Tampa advance um, quite comfortably. <laughs> they didn't get out of second gear. They didn't need to. Um, Perfect game for Brady. Just light work. Yeah. Uh, but like like the Bengals, the Bucks have got one or two injury concerns, um, which may mm-hmm. be an issue. We'll talk about that in a, in a minute. Um, as they're they're going to play the the Rams, who absolutely. <laughs> yeah, another beating. <laughs> Absolutely annihilated the Cardinals, who look a look a sorry team when we think about that that team that were the last remaining unbeaten team in the NFL and look great both sides of the ball. They are a shadow of that, and this game was a an absolute beating. Yeah, when Matt Stafford has more rushing yards than Kyler Murray and James Conner, you know you've had problems <laughs> in that game. Um, that that pick six towards the end. And it, it's just, it's just like I've seen a couple of similar plays this year, but um, throwing out the sack to avoid a safety, and you end yeah. up conceding three times as many points. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, they were just well beaten. Well, I kind of feel like I'm glossing over some some wild card games. This one disappointed me perhaps more because it should have it should have been one of the games of the week. This game's played halfway through the season. This is an absolute corker. Um, I, I just I don't know what happened to the Cardinals. I think that it's always tricky for the Cards if they go down early. They start slow anyway, um, but it takes if they go down early. Um, you know they they're so quick to get away from the running game. We haven't seen nearly enough of the backfield. Um, and I think the big difference from early season to now 
particularly in this this game highlighted it. There was those long, deep passes from Kyler that in week two, week three, week four were completed. And last few weeks, receivers are not bringing it in. He's missing them. And it's just not, it's just, uh, then they're not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, executing. So yeah. I don't think yeah. it's a case of, the, 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 nothing's really changed. Um, the the drop off in the running game, despite Connor having shitload of touchdowns, they this seem year, to move. They seem to move away from it. And I know that they got they were down early, but they never even gave the running imme- game a try. Immediately, immediately, yeah. and it's every week. And and like I said, those big big shots. They had one. I'm sure it was. Um, I'm sure it was Christian Kirk, and he was you know, an arm's length away. But week two, that's being that's being caught. No, DeAndre Hopkins is a big deal, but yeah. Shame, shame to end the season like that, and hope they come back next year because it's such an exciting team. Kingsbury, an issue? Do you think? Yes, that's where I wanted to go. I said at the start of the season that I, nothing from him has impressed me as a head coach. He's got so much talent there, and every year they've fallen off a cliff towards the end of the season, and every year they have struggled it, it, late in the season. And and I think, I mean, Craig mentioned briefly, Nuke missing is a massive one. I do think that has made such a difference to their offense, not to just be able to find him on one of those, you know, brilliant routes that he's been running for them this year. But Kingsbury's got to be able to do something about this. You talk about going away from the run early. You talk about, you know, play calling question marks for for this team. He's he's ultimately responsible for all of that. And it's his, you know, this this kind of air raid ish because it's not really the air raid thing that everyone said it was going to be coming in when he came into the league but it's that that style if he can't get it done that way they don't seem to have any plan b and later in the season is when it tests out head coaches and offensive coaches when people have got tape on you you need to have opportunities to take advantage of what people think you're going to do not just keep running the same stuff over and over and that it just there's something wrong there and maybe he'll prove me completely wrong next year by winning it all but I'm not impressed with Kingsbury at the moment. I don't think every other coach in the NFC West, I have, I don't like them all, but I have a huge amount of respect for him. I'm not sure. Wow. The thing that worried me the most <laughs> in this one from a Cardinals point of view is how static Kyler Murray looked. He took a couple of sacks where he showed no elusiveness whatsoever, just stood pretty much stationary looking for a pass and got obliterated. Yeah. And his main strength, his main weapon has always been his mobility, his elusiveness, his ability to break contain and make passes on the run to people, get defences off balance and scrambling. And if he isn't doing that, you've seen how productive they look, barely not at all. And I don't understand, even if your receivers are out, I don't understand why you lose that quarterback mobility from your game. That's baffling to me. I, I do uh, like, if, I, I do I think mean, there's if a kind of if receivers issue. aren't getting... If receivers aren't getting open, it's you've, you've got to give them a chance by buying buying a bit more time, as you say. I I think I do think Kyler Murray will come good because I, I I rate him very highly. But it it was exactly the same thing with him at the end of last season where he just went into a bit more of a shell, and whether that was down to injury, um, or whether like personal injury or or other personnel um, were out injured, um, but throws like the interception from the end zone to you know decision-making, things like that. You can't make that throw in at this level. And 
you hope he makes that the, the progress that he he should be able to make because he's brilliant. But the last couple of years, when it's got to crunch time, he just he hasn't been able to deliver. Yeah, Question I... for our um, lateral pass experts, since we have both of them on the call. <laughs> the lateral pass that was judged forward, that went directly parallel along the 15-yard line. What's your take on that? Uh, my take was when I first watched it, I couldn't believe the call. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I watched it again, and it, in line forward, with it, it goes forward. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and not only that, but that's a terrible, terrible decision. Like, you can't make that mistake. That is an absolute backbreaker. The play has been called. You have to get that right. There can be no. Uh, you wouldn't see. You shouldn't see that uh, in Britball on Sunday League. It is not good enough. Horrible mistake. How, how many Britball teams are have got that play <laughs> in their locker and Maybe. can execute it? Loads. Oh, probably execute. lots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it's in every playbook I've ever had. <laughs> We'll certainly attempt it. <laughs> yeah, that that's probably a metaphor of of the whole game, really, wasn't it? I mean, it was quite a key point, wasn't it? It stalled a drive that could have got them back on level terms, and it was a slippery slope downhill from then on, really. Yeah, it, it for what it's worth, I think the the ball kind of curved in the air, didn't it? it had a, it had a, a bit of draw. <laughs> um, it started off going backwards, but it it didn't end up going backwards, did it? So the Rams go to Tampa, and this feels like a, another another great matchup, another really tight one. I imagine most of you are probably going to think that the Bucks will have enough. I don't. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'm... most of their offensive line, and Tom Brady got sacked four times by an Eagles defensive line that we heard from Craig last week was poor. So, um, <laughs> well, Rich know. didn't seem to think I so. Don't know, I don't know why you even bothered trying to pick out some kind of optimism there because <laughs> you lot shouted at me, and then it was bollocks anyway. I mean, <laughs> Craig, Craig didn't say it was poor. That is not <laughs> what happened. <laughs> I mean, we can we can check this stuff. Um, we won't. quite literally check it. We can like, like think statements that people make in the past, like Jimmy G's played his last game for the Niners, that sort of thing. You can go there back. Go. Let's, let's, just, let's listen to the context, though, Adam. No, no. Did you say those words? <laughs> yes. I just need a yes. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yes. It was preceded with a May in uh, Mark's defence. Not that he needs it. Yeah, I, I favour the Rams in this one on the basis of momentum and the basis of personnel that are available. Yeah, I, I I agree. I was expecting to fight a semi-lone battle on this one. Um, Craig, it's one of those games uh, where I kind of want both teams to lose, though, if that makes sense. <laughs> your hate, I, I keep being amused by your extreme hatred of the Rams. It it gives so much. I'm right there with you. I can't stand them, and fucking flat track bully, boring, basic, bang average. Right, right. Mass- We've we established it. we don't have time. Bang for average Claxon. Bang <laughs> average Claxon. I'd love, I'd love, I'd love the Bucks to win this, but I just, I just think they don't have the right um... quarterback. No quarterbacks on point. We can. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a few your deficiencies. Your face, then. Your face I was, when it I was, I was legitimately offended. Who the hell? Is this <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to throw up. You better, you better watch yourself. <laughs> he is the best. <laughs> the goat. That is it. Anyway, 
Um, it is nuts. I can't even believe I've just said that. That is crazy. <laughs> if you just listen, guys, just go back to like a pod from four years ago and find a bit about Tom Brady. It is wild. Uh, either way, I'd love the Ram, uh, the Bucks to win, but I fear that the the Rams will win. I think they've got more talent performing at a higher level right now. I think Aaron Donald can get at Tom Brady and, you know, cliche alert, get up the middle and get in his face. That's what Brady doesn't like. Um, the They don't have their main running back. They don't have their main slot receiver. Um, the, uh, as Pat said, the offensive line is torn to shreds at the minute. Um, I, I think the Rams win as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to see past the injuries on this one. Um, the Rams... I mean, they they slaughtered the Cardinals, but they never really looked like they needed to get going in that one. And if they can if they can stall that Buccaneers offense, I, I don't think they'll need to get out of second gear in this one either. Um, I I would absolutely love to see the Buccaneers make it through, uh, but I just I just can't see it. I think the Rams will have too much. They're just they're an all round very good football team, and I I equally enjoy the hatred that seems to be even more than what i have for them from from other podcast members um but yeah it's i it's going to be the rams isn't it well i did i didn't read the room there at all did i there you go we're we're all in on the rams pretty much or mostly in yeah they yeah that i don't don't know i don't think it'll be easy for them i'll say that but i do think i do think the rams will win um right the the other game will be the Niners at Packers and the Niners somehow, well, there was one good game on Super Wildcard weekend and this was it. Two, two good games, Adam. One, <laughs> one close good game. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. This was, the, the, this the was, this was started, brilliant. I the loved Niners started this game. really, really well. And it was another one of those that kind of took your foot off the gas a bit, maybe. Um, but, it was such a, it was such an assured start, and the, the the Cowboys falling apart spectacularly at the end in every way imaginable um, was was quite enjoyable. Um, I yeah, think a lot of people enjoyed this one. It started all so positively, didn't it? That first um, Shanahan loves a scripted opening drive. He seems to do them it, almost every game. We seem to have come out this season and just comfortably moved the ball. Yeah. And I think They're we only so faced second down drive. once on that drive. Uh, why, it, why don't you script all the drives? I don't know. <laughs> I would love to know the reason why we don't just script the whole fucking game, Carl. Just just do that. No, it's, the problem is you can't script what the defense are going to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. He does seem. He does definitely seem to have an understanding for what they're likely to come out and do early on. And th- this game, for me, there's two aspects that got us over the line here. The defense, so being able to dominate against that Cowboys O line. So I think we got 31 total pressures according to PFF, and five sacks despite losing Nick Bosa to a head injury before the half. Uh, really appreciated your sympathy on that one, Adam. Um, uh, let me. <laughs> I did apologise for that. Don't, give, don't, don't, don't allow him any. Don't allow him any clarifications. Or no context. He won't give you any. Fuck him. He's a, he's a nasty yeah, person. Without context, I I did laugh, um, but it was. I, I was laughing at Rich's inability to identify the jersey number of the previous numbers, guy that got injured yeah. and, and <laughs> speculate that that was Bosa. It wasn't. It was number 94. Um, yeah. Four plays later, Bosa's got a concussion. Yeah, but the fact that we've got such D-line depth at the moment showed up 
in that second half. And, you know, both are going down. I was worried that all of a sudden they gain more control than they managed to. Um, but the run game, again, has worked brilliantly for us. Uh, 169 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. And this feels like a Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy G quarterback playoff team at the moment. Just just try and pound it as much as you can, keep the clock running and, and make the most of that. At the, at the risk of going somewhere that we probably don't want to go, I don't want to, I don't think anyone wants to debate this at length. Jimmy G, I just, regardless of whether you want to blame his injuries, I don't, I don't care about that. He's not playing well, but they're overcoming it. Second he half, was, second well, half especially, he was five for eleven for thirty-nine yards. Well, this is and, the thing. He was fine and beyond fine in the first half, and then yeah. just fell off a cliff at halftime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were. His... I mean, script, scripting those nice, comfortable because... plays that he's comfortable with. Give <laughs> give the ball to Debo, let yeah. Debo make a play, and they, they'll, G... they'll pad his stats. But Jimmy you know. G ain't it. He ain't it. Well, he he's, he's got he's got a right shoulder sprain, hasn't he? That's like that's the, well, the this injury. Is, the the this injury is the, thing. This, this is week. the discussion. Is allegedly he got a shoulder sprain in the second quarter, and that explains why he was dreadful in the, uh, in there's, the always, there's always a different injury every there's week. There's always it's, another injury. You are literally me defending Mariota <laughs> two or three years ago. I'm not defending him. The, the guy gets injured, whether this was an injury thing or not, but it, it's the injuries that cause so many of these problems and he gets injured far too much for a guy that needs to be able to stay on the field. And to be fair to him, his biggest mistake was the just the perfectly wrong time that interception that he absolutely did not need to throw that was just such a stupid decision and and again it's another one of those jimmy just makes an absolute bafflingly bafflingly weird choice to throw the ball at that point and yeah it, it sailed on him maybe that's due to the injury but just just I, poor I, play again bad management of the of the situation by him and that let them back in there'll come a point, Rich, where you'll look back at this season and wonder what might have been if Trey Lance was in by this point. Well, and it, it's not the time to do it now. I get that. Um, there's but, a lot. You say that. Not, there's a lot. Of why, why, why is he not playing? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly, God, uh, real question. Why is he not playing? The thing, the uh, thing is, it's like Carl Shanahan knows a fuckload more about running this offense than any of us. So if Carl Shanahan doesn't think he's ready to go, then Jimmy G's the better option. All that says is that Trey Lance isn't any better at the minute. That is exactly where I'm at, which is we drafted Trey Lance with the expectation that Jimmy would play this season and would be efficient enough to get job done when needed and that Lance would probably sit for a year and come in after the offseason unless Jimmy got so injured he couldn't get on the field. And that's sort of how it's played out. And Lance has looked better in his second appearance than his first one but he's still clearly got a lot to learn in terms of running that offense and and Kyle trusts he knows that Jimmy will make mistakes he knows that Jimmy is limited but he trusts him 90% of the time to do the thing that the offense is requiring him to do and that's why he's still playing at the moment are you at all concerned that this indicates a, a gap between the people doing the player selection and the coaching staff in that they've recruited someone that the coaching staff didn't particularly want or trust. I do not believe for a second that Shanahan wasn't the person banging the table for Trey Lance. It's It's been speculated on 49ers Twitter a lot. And 
I, there is absolutely no situation where this is player personnel decision over head coach's decision. It is ultimately Carl Shanahan's call for how this organization moves forward. And you don't trade three draft picks and then pick the guy he doesn't want. I, I still find it absolutely staggering, uh, as we've said. Um, <laughs> you know, unless he becomes the next Tom Brady, that decision is mind-boggling to me. I also think that what we touched on a few weeks back is I don't think the Niners front office expected to make the playoffs this year. I kind of think that it was a year in transition and they planned for a year of Jimmy G and Lance to sit and learn. And that, that, that's fine. Now, now they're there. It's like, what do you do? You, well, the argument is beating the Cowboys last weekend equals about as successful as they thought this season would likely be. Get into the playoffs just about, try and win a game or two, see where you end up. And that is where we've ended yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the bigger question is, because I think Jimmy missed practice, um, whether Trey Lance actually gets has to be thrown in, <laughs> which might, might well might, happen in the frozen tundra. <laughs> but we'll see. It's just that's just not a good look for anybody if that it's happens. Not ideal. No. I mean, yeah. It, we it, we should talk about that Cowboys late sequence though, shouldn't we? We we are <laughs> going to. We are absolutely going to before we before we look at because otherwise we just game. spend a long time discussing whether Jimmy G is average, and we've done that, I think. <laughs> yeah, Once yeah, or twice, yeah. That's not like us. <laughs> Let's talk about calling a quarterback draw when it's. You don't have any time left. <laughs> Can we go back beyond before that? Because sure. Debo, to, well, looks like to most people until they decide to respot it, like he got a first down to end the game. Then the refs looked at some weird, crazy angles. And I think they were right. He was short. He was short, ultimately looked short. Yeah. But it took them a fucking long time to make the decision that he was just an inch short yeah. with the remeasure. Uh, then we line up for a quarterback sneak with an inch and managed to get a, uh, a, a delay. No full start penalty because the line doesn't get set because Jimmy gets a bit overexcited and calls for the snap while Trent Williams is still getting there. And that gives them the ball back. And that's the only reason they even had what 38 seconds left to run this in the first place. None of that is the point here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, part it's, just, of the point. it's a crazy sequence for like the last two minutes of the game. Yeah, 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 sure, but that doesn't that doesn't explain why the Cowboys then <laughs> shat the bed like they did. I get, well, I, I, well, I, I can understand. Well, because we didn't expect to have a chance to shit the bed, and I, we're going to shit the bed. I think the, <laughs> the, the thing excuse. is about the thing is about shitting the bed. It's it, I get that it's a silly play to run, but I could also I can almost understand why you do it because no one expects them to run, obviously, because it was a stupid it's a stupid time to do it, but. <laughs> If that, if they get that if they get that playoff a second early, Blackadder goes fourth mentality. <laughs> it's it the is, last but, possible thing they were expecting. But, but if if what they didn't do was execute it properly, if they run the draw play, run like they did. If he picked, if he instead of putting the ball on the ground, <laughs> what he's got to do is know that the referee's got to touch the ball. Go and give it to him. If you save yourself three or four seconds with the referee trying to get through the offensive line, he only needs one second. And they get the spike. And then all you've got is like a 20-yard shot into the end zone rather than a 45-yard shot into the end zone as it was before. It's not as stupid as is, as is being made out, I don't I think. Mean, my, my biggest issue is I, I, I actually 100% agree with him. 
Um, although, you know, I'm going to recognise at this point too much Mark, but I 100%, 100% agree. And it happened in the game. Like, they'd already had this issue with the referee getting out of the way. Like, you've got to, you should be prepared for this anyway. But, yeah, I, I, it's just, at the end of the day, you know, Dak had the little comment in the press conference and has come back and apologised. And uh, ultimately, it's on him. It is yeah. absolutely 100% on him. You, 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 if, and then when you're running your two minute drill, if this is not part of it, how you get the ball um, down, spiked, the ref touched it, and you can get a playoff, if that has not been rehearsed, then that is on the coaching. So it's only Dak but, and coaching staff are here, nothing else. But that's all fine. And you can say that they, he might have spiked the ball with one second left, but surely. I don't know. To me, running that play left you at risk. You know, he might have been, he might have had to evade a couple more defenders and taken a bit more time off the clock and they wouldn't even have been that close, you know? There are other ways of getting a chunk but, down or you the, the, or you take a bit, a smaller chunk off of, but the play, of, but of the play territory, worked. you know? The play worked, right? I mean, that it was, it did what it was designed to do. They just didn't Literally, execute it they at the it end. Up. Yeah, they fucked it up after the play had finished. Yeah, but, but do it, do it with five more seconds left on the clock then. Yeah, it's, it's such narrow margins. You. That's yeah. the issue. You're playing. You're playing where you've only got a couple of seconds. The fact that they spotted the ball probably three yards beyond where Dak actually slid, <laughs> yeah. and the, and the ref sort of the the line judge. You see the line judge lines up two yards behind where the ball is, and then just takes a couple of steps across so that he's in line with it as they're getting ready to snap, <laughs> rather than shouting at the guy to like, no, he's he's actually spotted in the wrong place. You've got to push him further back. Because they were just desperate. I mean, this is the thing that the, all this Cowboys anger at the refs. The refs were desperate. I mean, the guy fucking trawls his way through the offensive line to even get to the ball in the first place. Like he's yeah. desperately trying to get it spiked so that they can actually try and get a playoff. And that was the error. It was like yeah. not not getting hit, not giving him the ball. And and yeah. you probably you probably don't make it anyway. But at least from the twenty odd yard line, you give yourself a chance. Right. Yeah. But th th this is the other thing. It's a bit like that Bengals Raiders game. Um, yeah, had that gone differently, they'd have probably still lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, <laughs> and and should have done. You know, the the Forty yeah, yeah. were much were much the better side. Absolutely. Yeah, it it was it was one of those frustrating games where I'm looking at the field goals we're scoring in the first half and thinking this could come back to bite us. Yeah. Need to be converting those. Need should to get touchdowns. Never have been that close. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. And well, here here's a question because I've I I could see the. Niners giving the Packers some problems. I don't think they'll win, um, but given the the strength of the their running game, uh, and back to what you were saying about the, I think Craig was saying you know, about the Titans having a a week off and maybe not having the momentum or being as sharp, you could catch the Packers cold. Obviously, it's a, definitely an advantage to have a bye, but I don't know. I just I have a feeling that it won't be completely straightforward in Green Bay for them. The thing for me is the weather is the one thing that I think can potentially help us out here because if it is, and it looks like it's going to be frozen tundra season in, in Lambeau, that means it's going to be harder for them to throw the ball on us. And that is where our biggest weakness I'm, is in I'm, defense. I want to shut this nonsense down. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has played in that climate for his entire career. Um, he knows how to throw a cold football. I've, we, 
Tennessee played a Sunday night game back end of last season in the snow. And there was all that same nonsense. Well, Derek Henry, it's, it plays into the Titans' hands. Bollocks it does. Green Bay know how to play football in that weather. And you don't, you don't, you don't want it cold. You don't want it to snow. Um, that's that's the argument, isn't it? Like it's it's hard for the for the home team, but you almost want it to be cold because you know how to play in it. And the opposition, sure as hell, doesn't want to play in that. Absolutely, con- in those conditions. Well, thanks for killing all my hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the 49ers will be absolutely desperate to get Fred Warner back. Um, if if it's looking likely, Nick Bosa in concussion protocol, they'll need to get him back. Jordan Willis has got a high ankle sprain; he's not likely to make it, I don't think. So it's again, they 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 picked up a lot of injuries. Jimmy G's Jimmy G. Um, I, I think it's I think it's been a fun run, and I think some of their play has been brilliant. But I think the uh, I think the Forty Nineers run ends here. The, the, the Packers the Packers absolutely should win this. They yeah. have been the best team in the NFC. The pressures, it's the same argument with the Titans Bengals, I think, on this one. The pressure's off the Niners. We're going there. We're not expected to win. Pressure's on them to to potentially go and win a Super Bowl this year. It looks like, you know, I I don't see them versus the Rams. I can't see any other winner but Green Bay if it goes that way. So this really is they should be winning a Super Bowl. The pressure's on them. Yeah, but back to what I was saying at the start, ignoring the weather nonsense, I still I still think you've got enough to cause them some problems. Yeah, I don't I, think it's I quite think enough. We can but... push them. Yeah. But I mean, we already have this season with a worse, more injury hit team then than we have now. Um, to get that late, you know, when they had that late field goal. But I just it doesn't feel likely, put it that way. I, and it feels... I, don't, I don't think you're gonna overcome Aaron Rodgers. I think that's the bottom line. It's as simple as that. Aaron Rodgers has a bad game. I think you look might win. Aaron Rodgers plays well. I think you're gonna lose. Craig is now speaking to us from standing on top of his tumble dryer in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with him though. I do think store. Green Bay win this one. <laughs> well, it feels like you play the, the Packers like every other season in the playoffs. Well, every time we've had a playoff run this decade in the last decade we played them and beaten them yeah so the last rogers three will, the last three you've won right yeah rogers will have a bit of a chip on his shoulder yeah um oh, yeah bad news <laughs> uh, there's that narrative about that a 2005 draft that gets brought up every what, single time what happened that, there i don't know <laughs> it's it's like apparently apparently ryan fitzpatrick went to harvard who knew <laughs> oh by the way ryan fitzpatrick what a legend <laughs> Shows topless. topless I love, it. Yeah. I love the fact yeah. that there is a man who's being paid ten million dollars by another NFL team, who had paid <laughs> for a ticket to be in the stands at Buffalo shirtless to watch a playoff game. That there's something brilliant about that. Well, I heard <laughs> I heard he had to take his shirt off to get all the dildos out. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he almost has like a cardigan on under his shirt. <laughs> also, Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely dive through a table at a Buffalo tailgate. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm convinced he would have done that on, on Saturday night. <laughs> he would have died through several. I'll tell you what, he's made the most of everything he had, didn't he? Hardly oh, <laughs> ever. Yeah. Old fits. I yeah. think he's one of those guys. I don't know. Play for a million teams. Yeah, yeah but that, that's part of it. Is, is there anybody, yeah. any fan of this sport that doesn't like fits? Like, no. Genuine question. Well, How the media have done a good job of getting him over, but yeah, I agree. He and he, he does he does it well. I, I mean, look, J A T S. He, 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 
He is a Jet. I mean, if you're if you're an NFL franchise, Fitz has played for you at some point. <laughs> yeah, I would happily have him back as the as Josh Allen's backup next year. <laughs> I hope. Oh no, he's he's got to go somewhere else. There's got to be somewhere he hasn't played yet. Um, no doubt. <laughs> Oh, if we need another bridge quarterback until Lance is ready, I guess we can uh, pull him in. <laughs> he's got he's got a Pittsburgh. Come on! <laughs> oh God, I'd love to see him in Pittsburgh. Imagine that. He, he could go anywhere he wants, anywhere he anywhere he likes. It's all um, it's in on his terms, right? Um, there we go. We have gone on very long about um, games that have been going on. I'm sure I've missed something. Apologies for that. We should mention since we spoke a week ago, that Joe Judge did get fired, um, literally as we kind of finished <laughs> yeah. the recording. Um, hey, I'm pretty sure we... There's a bit of me that thinks like they released the podcast and the Giants hierarchy went, oh, all right then, yeah, you're, 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 you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Call him up. I had time the public to pressure it. is too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> snap podcast say so, he's got to go. Um also fired David Cully for the Texans. Now, I don't. I mean, fine, they can fire their head coach, but he isn't the problem there. <laughs> right. I think that's harsh. Yeah. Again, it's another. You bring a guy into an absolute dumpster fire of a situation. Are you going to give him a few years to try and turn it around? I mean, Craig made the point last week that head no, coaches him, we'll need him, no, three no, no. to give five him, years. One year with a combination of Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills. If you don't get that done, <laughs> you're out. It's, it's, honestly, it's ludicrous. It's incredible he's got any wins this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, to- totally agree. Totally agree. It's, it seems whether whether he's the man for them long term might be a legitimate question, but you don't know that he's not, and he certainly hasn't deserved losing his job. Um, Pat, what have I missed? Um, there's probably not- a, another coaching firing that I've missed. I'm looking at you here for help. No, not a lot, I think. You know, we've been pretty thorough in the last 100 minutes, so we've done all right for ourselves. <laughs> what we haven't fully wrapped up is our um, awards for the 99 yards. We will get those submitted very shortly. I think we're, we're nearly decided. We might have some further arguments about the coordinator. Are we going to um, announce the progressive decision the Long Snapper podcast has made? Oh. Uh, uh, well, if Craig, I'll tell you what, if you draw up all the picks in the in the document and submit them, then we'll rubber stamp it right now. There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling my bluff. Shit. <laughs> yeah. um, so, well, okay, so what we need to discuss, so the last bit we're checking out is we have made a strong argument that actually, Adam, as much as we appreciate respect and love the approach we're taking we may be making a stand on this only being able to select one player per position i.e the the big awards only being able to go once and so not being able to get some of the uh lower down awards so uh, he did he did say there's a bit of flexibility on that um we're making a stand adam you make okay (laughs) i know know how you hate controversy (laughs) but this is what we're gonna do okay Um, so tj no all (laughs) all i'll say wait and see what gets submitted hopefully the next day or so right 
let's move on to any other business. It's been a long time coming. Um, Craig's walked away from the, the screen, so let's start with Craig. <laughs> Troll. <laughs> so I didn't hear it, but I'm assuming I was called and walked away, and and, and that was funny. So I'm I'm going. Am I? I'm, I'm yeah, good yeah, to go. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I've had a I've had a I've had a patchy pod. I've been in and out, and there is a reason for this. Uh, <laughs> earlier on today, you heard me say um, that I had to kick a bit of ass because my son had lost his um, PE kit, which is still a wonder. However, in doing so, it reminded me that um, I trained at work today and so got got changed at work and then went to the gym and uh, was pretty unsure for a little while where my watch and wedding ring was. So... (laughs) 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 So... So both my son and my wife were really pleased. <laughs> I did have it, <laughs> but but having um, having given the boy some grief, I'd uh, I'd uh, take a little bit of humble pie. So uh, you know, guys, uh, take time before we jump in with two feet. <laughs> and, uh, actually, yeah, quicker than you think. I could I could hear in my head you giving him a, a lecture about the importance of looking after your stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> immediate, immediate karma. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, fair enough. Got, got uh, swings and roundabouts, wins and losses. That's how it gets down. Out. <laughs> do do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, that, that it reminds me. A couple of weeks ago, there was a a Titans fan who lost his wedding ring at the game, um, and it, it it snowed like it. It's pretty much game ended in Nashville it bucketed down with snow and he got like Twitter to help him and the the team sent out a load of people to um, look for his wedding ring in the stands and they found it um, in like probably horrible weather Um, in my head you know Amy Adams Strunk herself is probably helping the search that's that's a kind of that's a good thing about the organization this was always a nice story and he got his wedding ring back and it was like a custom ring with the titans logo on and stuff it looked really looked really good um it transpired because he posted and told people who asked him where he got his wedding ring that it cost like 35 dollars <laughs> <laughs> and you and he's and he's got i don't know how many people out in the snow <laughs> searching under seats and the concourse thousands for this, and thousands for this ring. made in china yeah. <laughs> unfortunately mine uh did not uh, include such a collaborative effort. You'll be pleased to know. <laughs> you'll be pleased to know that I, I was responsible and actually put it in my jean pocket and folded my jeans and put my jeans in the washing basket and then went back <laughs> and checked the washing basket and found my. And it was in a safe place. Do it all the time. Put it somewhere safe. Don't necessarily remember where the safe place was. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff, right? Um, Pat, what's any other business? I've got a public service announcement for people who have multiple toilets in their household, which I admit is a niche first world uh, AOB, but that's where I live. So, you know, suck it up. There's two types of poopers in this world, right, Adam? There's beeline poopers who just go straight for the nearest toilet 
and those considerate poopers who think about where the other people in their household are and go to the toilets that's furthest away from where they're likely to be for the next half hour. I am neither of those things, but we'll come back to that. Adam doesn't poop is what we're getting from this. (laughs) Yeah. All I'm saying is... There's a third type, which we'll come to, but carry on. All I'm saying is, is the world would be a better place if there was more considerate poopers and less feline poopers. And that would mean I less regularly had to go through a cloud of stench to get to my toothbrush in the morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that went dark at the end. <laughs> um, no, the third, the third type is, is the one that doesn't necessarily go to the, the nearest or most convenient toilet, but the one that is just going to give themselves the most comfort. Um, Save for work time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought we'd go here, but here we are. Uh, R- Rich, any other business? Yeah, not not much. Just um, the there's a series called The Expanse, which is a sci-fi thing on Amazon Prime, and it's been I think it's on its fourth season now. Um, and I dipped in and out of it over the years, and then sort of lost track of it. And then a mate of mine reminded me that it existed, and it wrapped up last week, and it was great. I thought it. it for the number of seasons or series that I've watched over the last five years where they've been really shitty, disappointing endings, I was delighted that this wasn't one of them. That reminds me, Tom Grossi's AFC, NFC, what division is it? West series episode that came out today made me weep massive tears. It's been a really good series and this was a big one. For a man who literally does everything on those things, all the directing, acting, writing, it's it's ridiculously entertaining. And yeah. I forget that every character is played by him, even though it's always his face. He does a lot with his voice. It's been very impressive. All right, uh, Mark. Um, I, 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 again, I don't have a huge amount going on. I started a new job a couple of weeks ago. And so it's kind of like my life has been dictated around that. The only thing that I want to say is why the fuck is Boris Johnson still prime minister? That's it. Thanks. <laughs> Best one yet. I mean, if if everything that happened two years ago didn't get rid of him, everything that happened a year ago didn't get rid of him, what makes you think that the stuff going on now will it's, get rid of him? It's, you know, literally there isn't a single person who thinks he is capable of doing a good job. He does. And, yeah, well... I, but the thing is, though, I don't even think he does necessarily. I just think he thinks that he's above, like, he should be, like, exempt of criticism. They all do. And, um, yeah, that it's, whole lot. it's the, the whole thing. Like, it baffles me that he is is still running running a country. It's, yeah, it's an absolute joke. It takes us back to gaslighting, like we were talking about before. If they, they think that they just keep telling you that something's good that you'll eventually <laughs> believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's got, it's got to be over soon, right? Before the end of the NFL season. He's bro, got to at off. some point, bro. I mean, two years time. We have to do something about it ourselves. Two years time, there's a general at, election. They can't, he's some, not, he can't survive it. At some point, we've got to do it ourselves. We can't keep waiting on this fucking bunch of chumps to fix it because they are incapable. Fucking right. We've got to do it ourselves. I saw, uh, well, I don't think it was him, but they're taking credit for the COVID cases dropping. But I can can accept that if they blamed themselves when they were going up. Um, But come on. (laughs) Um, 
speaking of COVID, my, the boys got it um, this week, which has has meant that I've decided that I'll work from home. I don't have I don't have COVID yet. I'm testing every day as you should. Um, but I'm starting to think that I won't get it now. Um, but he's he's completely asymptomatic. Um, the school haven't specifically sent him work because they think he's because he's got COVID and that in their eyes he's ill, uh, despite uh, asking for it. But um, so he's just his mate who he caught COVID from is off with COVID at home and they're just spending all day playing Fortnite online together. <laughs> they're having the best week ever. Absolutely. Not a single symptom. And yeah, you want to you want to recheck that COVID test because he's got a little red uh, red pencil and just <laughs> yeah. it in. <laughs> but oh, imagine imagine if we'd had this when we were that age, like just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, a... I'm, I'm not I'm not wishing for it. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, but you're... <laughs> <laughs> on balance, oh, I can't on balance. we didn't get a pandemic <laughs> when we were young. <laughs> Having you've missed out on holidays and stuff like that, but you know. You've had a week yeah. off school. Oh, yeah, holidays. You've got a couple of days playing Fortnite with your pal. Do you reckon there's some racket that no one else knows about where the kid that's got COVID is just going around and giving like lateral flow tests to all the kids <laughs> that don't have it just so they can yeah. have a nice week off? We'll watch yeah, we'll, we'll see a YouTube video, YouTube documentary in two years about the uh, COVID millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the young entrepreneur who... <laughs> Selling his lateral flow tests. Who paid zero pounds for his lateral protest because he took them all from school. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think that'll just about do it. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about some more NFL. It's been good, fellas. Nice one. Go well. Enjoy the games. Go well. absolutely smashing the Patriots. Was, it, was that all it was? <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky. You're lucky. That was about half what I was planning. <laughs> <laughs>